All right, episode 133. Got that NBA talk for you guys. Welcome back to the best of seven. I am seven Mitchell, man. We got a couple things to talk about. Appreciate you guys locking into today's episode. So before we even get into the first quarter, first topic of today's show, a federal judge says big baby Glenn Davis, former Boston Celtics, he violated his bail again when he attended the Heat versus Celtics game four playoff game. Now, the judge says one more violation by Glenn Davis, and he's headed to the detention center. Y'all remember early in the season, Big Baby Davis had gotten in trouble for attending the Celtics game. He's on some type of probation or parole, and he's not supposed to be attending, uh, I guess, certain functions, what have you. And he's just being extra when I, when I see someone like this sacrificing their freedom to attend games like that. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, what is his M.O.? Because they don't love you like that in Boston, Big Baby. You're not no Larry Bird or no Kevin McHale or one of those guys. You're not Paul Pierce. You won a championship in 2008. I get it. But why would you risk your freedom for something that I just don't even see that he's invested in? But I thought that was pretty wild that he um, is playing with fire like that. And the judge called him out on it. And the judge let him know the next time he does it, he's going down. He's going down. Stupid decision, man, because after the first time you got caught up like that, you know all eyes are going to be on you. Cameras are everywhere. So I don't know really what he was thinking. Maybe there was just some type of miscommunication going on. I I, I don't want to believe that this guy's that stupid. I really don't. But you know it is what it is. A judge feel like he violated and one more violation, and he's going to the big house. So that's pretty crazy. So let's get into the first quarter, man. Episode 133, again, of the best of seven. Make sure y'all guys... Uh, like and subscribe, follow us on social media and all your following podcasts. Topic number one, man, for today is Jimmy Butler overrated. The Miami Heat, they are down now three games to two. They lost at home to the Boston Celtics in game five. So the Celtics could possibly lock this thing up in game six, knock the Heat out of the playoffs and head on to the NBA Finals. A lot of talk over the years have been where do we stand at as far as the position of Jimmy Butler? Is he a superstar? Is he a star? Is he overrated, underrated? Where do you really position Jimmy Butler among the ranks of other elites in the game? Now, he had a bad performance last night, but when I look at Jimmy's overall body of work, he brings a certain element to every team, Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Miami. But he's not marketable. He's not, he doesn't, he consistently plays at a high level but the numbers don't consistently show as far as high stats compared to what we see from other superstars, quote unquote, in the league. I don't necessarily think that he makes, I think he can at some point make people around him play better for the simple fact that he's a grinder. So I do think that he helps his teammates play better to a point, but I don't know if he helps them win. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I don't think Jimmy Butler is quite yet a superstar. He's not marketable. He doesn't have any hardware. He doesn't threaten to look like he's going to get any hardware the way things are going. I thought Miami really had a shot this season. But he would have to really play big time, like averaging almost 30 points a game, high 20s consistently. You know what I'm saying? As well as putting up that elite presence on the defensive end. And I don't know if Jimmy Butler has really ever been capable of doing that. And it seems to me, even though he has a decent supporting cast in Miami, 
if we're going to label him a superstar, that's what we're going to have to see from him as well as getting some hardware. MVP, I just don't see it ever. Maybe in the finals or Eastern Conference finals, but a regular season MVP, that's just not what we get out of Jimmy Butler. I don't want to call him overrated or underrated. I feel like with me personally, he's in a position in the space that I think he should be in, but I wouldn't classify him as a superstar because there's things missing. And I don't think he actually got it in the tank. To be honest, I don't think it's about the situation that he's in or his age. I just don't think that is within him to make it to that next level of superstar status. So Jimmy, to me, I'm not going to really down him, but I wouldn't put him up there as a superstar. He's definitely one of the NBA stars, one of the um, guys I would want on my team, no doubt about that. But I don't think he's a superstar. LeBron James. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I got a problem with LeBron James being named to the all-NBA team third team. This is behind KD, Tatum, Giannis, and DeMar DeRozan at the forward position. I know people are going to throw the record, the Lakers' lack of success in the picture when we talk about individual accolades for LeBron James. We're doing that. Any other player, we look at just the numbers, just the stats. But when it comes to LeBron, when we talk about MVP and all these other things, if the team doesn't do well, LeBron doesn't get consideration. I find that real funny. To me, I'm not going to argue that he didn't make first team, even though I've never seen someone his age, we have never seen someone his age put up the numbers that he's done, put up the play he's played last season. But they got DeMar DeRozan and Giannis as the top forwards on first team. I think LeBron is better than Lamar. Lamar had an outstanding season, but Chicago didn't do really much or nothing either. So I I, kind of question that, but Lamar had an unbelievable season, especially the beginning. So much props to him. On the second team, man, I I feel like LeBron had a better year than KD. I know the numbers are very close, but I just feel like he had a little better season than KD individually. But at the end of the day, people are going to look at the record and the Lakers not making the playoffs. And that's what they're going to use to base engage accolades independently when they come to LeBron. But that doesn't happen with any other player. So I was definitely disappointed to see LeBron not make the um, NBA first team or at least the second team. Congratulations to him for making, you know, all NBA still in year 19. But I, I do got a problem with him going under that Tate, Jason Tatum. I think LeBron is better than Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum has done his thing. Curry Boston. So I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. What y'all think about LeBron James being on the all NBA third team for 2021, 2022. This is the best of seven about to go pay the bills. We'll be right back with a second quarter action here on the podcast. Make sure y'all follow us everywhere on social media at the best of seven. Appreciate y'all support. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys, to the best of seven. Seven Mitchell was in the building. Is the NBA going too global? I just wanted to talk about that real briefly. Do you guys think that the NBA is getting too global? We know that's where the money is, but I'm looking at the MVPs. I'm looking at the people who they look to seem to be putting in position 
to be the faces of the league. They're not from the States. Giannis, Nikola Jokic. And I don't have a big problem with that because it does show diversity. I get it. But do you guys feel sometime that they're going beyond the stats and the numbers just to appease that optic? Like, I'm not saying that that Giannis didn't deserve the MVPs, the two back-to-back MVPs, and, and Nikola Jokic. I do question his. I'm not going to lie. But those are four MVPs, I think, in the last four years. No one was, uh, you know, from all foreigners. And, and then you got Jokic making all NBA first team over Joel Embiid. A part of me just feel like the NBA is pushing this narrative. You see what they're doing with Luka, even though Luka is playing outstanding basketball, they're now comparing him to LeBron. I feel like because they're looking to grow as a league and as a franchise and as a brand and appease to the foreigners and and other countries, I totally understand that you want to give them a little bit light. But I don't like the obvious being downplayed because of that. I'm not quite sure the last four years warranted MVPs outside of the States. I just can go down the list of players I felt like could have won the MVP that season. And I'm just starting to see a lot of things. I don't know what y'all think about it. Like I said, I don't have a problem with, you know, foreigners winning these, these uh, accolades because it does show that it's not a biased situation, but don't do it on purpose when undoubtedly, you know, Joe Smith is, is the best player at that position or the most valuable, but you don't want to give it to him because you'll appease you know, a new fan base in China or Russia. Like, I don't like that. And I get that feeling at times from the National Basketball Association. But y'all let me know what y'all think of the NBA is going to global. Now, Shikari Irving and the New New Jersey Nets. Should the Brooklyn Nets commit to Kyrie Irving? That's been a real talk, a discussion on, on today's sports topics. Honestly, I don't feel like Brooklyn has a choice. If Kyrie and KD stay focused, they're going to be a problem. We already know that. The issue has just been availability. And I just, you might can set the standard letting Kyrie know that you were unhappy with his availability and how you're not going to really take that. But to me, you, you don't have a choice but to keep him. Because what's going to wind up happening is you're going to try to appease to the people and the public by letting Kyrie go because he wasn't vaccinated or he didn't play. You're going to let him go to try to appease some fans and stuff like that. And your organization is going to go downhill. Now, there's reports that Kevin Durant haven't even spoke to the uh, Brooklyn Nets organization since they were eliminated. So I don't know if KD is falling back to see what they're going to do with Kyrie. Or maybe all this was a game plan, just, you know, all premeditated in order for, uh, you know, Kyrie and and KD, maybe they max out on something. I don't really know, but I don't see Brooklyn winning by subtraction in, you know, in this situation. Kyrie, yes, he has been a little bit of an issue, but you just can't let go of that type of talent, even though it's not been consistently on the court. You just can't risk it. When you have nothing else really else going for you, I'm going to be honest. I'm not blaming Brooklyn at all, but I just think they need to hang tight 
And maybe they might need to commit to Kyrie, at least in the front. On the back end, if they want to work on a trade or something because they just feel like he's not going to be that guy that's going to be consistent for them, that's fine. But I don't think you let go of the opportunity to have Kyrie and KD in your uniform at the end of the day. You just got to play it out. You know what I'm saying? You just got to play it out. There's talks about would Kyrie and Russell Westbrook be a decent trade. Does that make sense to link Russell Westbrook back up with Kevin Durant and LeBron with Kyrie? I think that's fantasy basketball. I don't think that Kevin Durant would take the green light on that at all. And LeBron, for all the little disrespectful things that Kyrie have said, even though, I, I, you know, maybe LeBron would take Kyrie back. We've seen LeBron do some wild things, and maybe LeBron would take Kyrie back. Because if he took Kyrie back and they won something, Kyrie would definitely be forever looked at as a rabbit. And all those little slick little comments he had towards LeBron James he would pretty much be eating his words while still winning the championship with the guy. So maybe LeBron can be that petty and, and, and would welcome Kyrie to the purple and gold, but I just don't see that happening. I just don't see mathematically it happening. And I damn sure don't see Kevin Durant signing off on Russell Westbrook again. I just don't. Before we get up out of here real quick, man, we're going to have another show later on myself and D money going to chop it up. A uh, quick fan mail question comes from Eltuan Harrison out in here in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Eltuan wants to know, could Magic Johnson be a head coach for the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, oh, man. I mean, that's a good one. Because we're asking for people to play that position that we haven't seen coaching in a long time, namely like Mark Jackson. You know, they've, they've interviewed uh, Jawan Howard, he declined. They, they might be looking at Darwin Ham from the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, it'll be his first coaching experience. I don't know. Magic is very known in, uh, around the league, but that means he'll be under Palenka. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, Elton. And I think for that one reason alone, I don't think Magic would ever coach the Lakers as long as Rob Palenka is the general manager. Like some... Something would have to be different. The only way I could see that happen is if they put Rob in a whole different position that has no type of authority over Magic. But Jeannie loves Rob just as much as Magic. So I just don't think that that would ever work. I think the players will respect him. You know, Magic, I think, was a player coach at, at one point, not, you know, for an extensive amount of time. So I'm not going to say he don't do it. Magic Johnson, you know, basketball IQ is out of this world. But, you know, everything backdoor behind the scenes, I think, would just be a recipe for disaster if you're talking about Magic being the head coach for this Los Angeles Lakers team. Just my thoughts, man. Episode 133 is in the books. You guys are now rocking with the best. This is the best of seven sports talk. I'm Seven Mitchell. Make sure y'all stay safe. Enjoy these playoffs. We got the Mavs and the Warriors, I believe, going down tonight. Mavericks trying to continue and stay alive. They're down three games to one. Y'all let me know what y'all think about the playoffs so far in these Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Are y'all satisfied with the play? You are now rocking with the best. This is the best of seven sports talk. I'm Seven Mitchell. See you guys later. I'm out. Peace.
All right, man. Peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the best of seven sports talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the outside the box angles we take, bringing you in these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of 7 Sports Talk platform, we have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of 7 Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action. <laughs>